You're listening to your Dental Top 5 podcast with Amanda Hill, informing you on the top trends in dentistry every Thursday. Brought to you by the creators of A Tale of Two Hygienists podcast. And now, here's your host, Amanda Hill. Hello, 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 and welcome to this week's episode of Your Dental Top 5, where we take trending topics in dentistry and break them down into five usable highlights that you can take back to your op, your life, or just look smarter at your next dinner party. I'm your host, Amanda Hill. Before we hop into today's episode, I wanted to tell you guys about something cool I found out about that Smiler Saver retainer case that I told you about that hooks to the back of your phone. They've started a brand ambassador program. So if you want to check it out, uh, go to their website and see how you can uh, jump on the bandwagon. Now on to the show. So today's episode is really near and dear to my heart. I probably say that a lot. I think I probably pick topics that are near and dear to my heart all the time. But this is a really good one. And I'm excited to bring along a hygienist that I met on social media. And so it's super fun to connect with other people and learn sort of different hygienists' passion or different dental professionals' passion. And so I think you guys are going to love this episode. So please welcome Tamika Shai Lee, RDH, who's going to talk to us about the top five tips to avoid or get past burnout. We all know about burnout. So Tamika, thanks so much for coming on today. Amanda, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here and share. I I love it when um, I reach out to, you know, just these random people on social media and you guys are always willing to come on the podcast and talk about just some great topics that I think are really going to help all of our professionals. Uh, colleagues, you know, really have a more successful and fulfilling career. So tell me a little bit about how you got involved in, in, in this topic. Like, why is this a passion for you? Well, it's definitely a passion for me. So I have been practicing dental hygiene for 17 years. And when I think about that, that is such a long time. And I went through this period where I was feeling burnout. And at the time, I didn't even realize that it was burnout. But I needed that connection and I actually rejoined my local um, GDHA and it has been life changing. So I just wanted to share that with others who may be feeling the same thing. I think that um, particularly 2020, um, many people have said, you know, that they are feeling burnout. And I don't know if maybe that's because we all stopped for a hot minute. You know, and we took a break and maybe it gave people a second to analyze sort of what they were feeling. Sometimes when you're go, 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 like you said, you were feeling burnout, but you didn't even know that you were feeling burnout because you didn't you didn't know what what was up. Right. Exactly. Um, so I, I think that's a really important thing for us to always remember to take a minute and look at ourselves and figure out what's going on. So tell us a little bit about um, your five tips. Why don't we launch a right on in? So what's uh, the number one way to avoid or get past burnout? Well, so I have down for number one is connecting with other like-minded dental professionals. And again, when I was experiencing burnout, rejoining um, GDHA was a life changer. I needed that sense of connection. I felt a sense of purpose. And actually last year I was um, elected GDHA secretary. So congratulations. Thank you. Thank you so much. Um, But again, you know, 
It's a lot of times when hygienists are that lone hygienist or even in a group practice, we don't take that time to connect. We're we're taking care of patients. Absolutely. We are so, I, I think, just in the trenches, you know, in the mouth. You know, you only know the four walls of your op and and you and you can lose track of really what what is happening out there. What what are the options? What are other hygienists doing that work? What what are people doing that doesn't work? Or is there a light at the end of the tunnel? And I really think connecting um, certainly with your local component is an excellent way. Now, you have started another way that people can uh, connect with others. Can you tell us a little bit about that? So during this time of uncertainty with COVID and a time that I was transitioning to a new position, I started Empower RDH. So I wanted to highlight and empower hygienists through leadership and productivity. And something that I do on Wednesday is the Women's Empowerment Wednesday, where I highlight a different hygienist. So I think that can empower and inspire in us just seeing what other hygienists are doing out there. These amazing stories have definitely inspired me, and I hope they are inspiring others. Well, they are certainly inspiring me. I read them every Wednesday. I'm I'm always fascinated to know what other hygienists are doing in the op and and out of the op. And 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 I don't think five years ago I knew about all of the amazing opportunities for hygienists. I sort of thought, you know, we did profies, like that's what we were all about. And so as I really, you know, did join my local ADHA and become involved and really started joining Facebook groups like Empower RDH and reading about other hygienists. It's really a great way to stay excited about your career. And I think that that's huge for avoiding burnout is to keep that passion going. Because I think when we just get into that scraping teeth and making them slick, that's that's when you just feel defeated and, and not very purposeful, right? You are absolutely right. Again, I felt that for so long, just with the day-to-day monotony of patient care, office politics, and I just... I needed that connection. I was mentally defeated. Absolutely. All right. Well, what's number two? Number two is lifelong learning. Um, so during COVID again, that time of uncertainty, I decided to pursue my master's degree and I am honestly halfway into it. And I'm just so grateful for that. For so long, I I didn't see the value of having my master's degree and it's really changing my life, but not just higher education, um, continuing education, um, not just for our licensure fulfillment, but also just pursuing a new skill or new passion that can spark that, you know, um, that was important for me and feeling fulfilled. Absolutely. You know, we uh, we know that we can all take, we all sort of phone in the CEs, right? Right. We can totally phone it in. Like you can go in, in my state in Virginia, they can all be online. And so I could just go onto one of those websites and take 15 hours of free CE that really only took me 25 minutes to do. And did I actually learn anything? And did I remotely feel like empowered or excited? And, and, I think it's really important to seek out courses that sound exciting to you, not that just check the box. And 
And this is another big one, I think, is taking courses that maybe aren't CE. Uh, they don't have CE associated with them, but maybe they just help you learn more about yourself or learn more about uh, you know, how to practice or something like that that might not fall into your state's box. Because there's tons of stuff to learn that in some states don't count for CE. Absolutely. I am very um, passionate about leadership. So that is something that I um, seek out and even um, communication that's important to me because that is important in all aspects. But even pursuing a passion outside of dentistry, I always say if I wasn't a dental hygienist, I would be an interior decorator. So um, just pursuing your passion that can help you get out of that that sluggish feeling, that that lag. Absolutely. I and and even learning about a new product or a new technique or different things that you know lead you into not feeling like like your clinical life is groundhog day. Right. Because <laughs> that's where the burnout lives. Yeah. All right. Well, what's number three? Number three is self-care. Um, dentistry can be physically demanding. Amen. Um, <laughs> um, it's important to make time for physical activity. And even doctor's appointments, I actually found myself one year, I had not even had my yearly checkup and just putting others first. And honestly, I had to seek a dental office outside of mine because I was the lone hygienist and I wanted my teeth cleaned. <laughs> so. I, I don't want to tell you the last time I had my teeth cleaned. I really don't want to talk about it, but it's been a really long time. <laughs> and it's sad. We're like the shoemaker's kids. You know, we're the last one to get our dental checkups. So I had to put myself first and say, hey, I, how can I preach this every day? And I haven't had a cleaning in over a year, you know? So self-care, getting that activity in, getting a massage, getting an adjustment, just taking some time for yourself um, is really, really valuable to not get into that burnout. Absolutely. You know, I I, I mentioned before we started recording, but I read this book um, called Burnout, The Secret to Unlocking the Stress Cycle. And in it, it talks about stress and it talks about the stressor. So the stressor is what happens that would like, you know, that throws you off. It's that coworker that really ticked you off. Okay. That's the stress, but the stressor, but the stress is what happens in our body. And our body doesn't know that you made up with the coworker because it's still holding on to the stress and that you physically have to figure out, or you have to figure out a way to release that stress. So it might be through exercise. It might be through art. It might be through dance. It might be through something, but something your body has to release the stress or else you just keep compounding the stress and holding and holding and holding. And that is really about self-care. It's about taking care of yourself and making sure you're getting the stress out of you because otherwise it's just going to live in your shoulder and your back and your neck because, right, that's where it lives. (laughs) It definitely, definitely lives there. Um, With COVID, you know, everyone is kind of staying inside and a lot of people are working from home. I have some days where I'm working from home, but even just scheduling some time to go outside in the sunshine. I was reading an article that talked about COVID cases that were um, 80% vitamin D deficient. So just 
I know when I go outside and I feel that sun on my face, I just feel better instantly. So just scheduling time. I I always say if it's not on my calendar, it doesn't exist. So schedule the time. You're so right. You're so right. Um, All right. So what's number four? Number four, work-life balance. Wait, what's Um, that? A work-life balance? Hang on. (laughs) Tell me about it. Let me say it again. (laughs) Work-life balance and really creating that harmony. Um, You know, it is, I say this, but it is hard to unplug and and shut off. But um, just listening to a, a sleep study last night, just talking about how we are wired and we're always plugged in and we're not getting the sleep that we need. So don't answer those emails on vacation. Don't um, open that email, you know, and really, really, really trying to unplug. And I, and I, it's hard for me to unplug from social media and just taking that time. So um, it's hard, but we we really have to work at it. And you would think you would think that this work life balance for a clinical hygienist would would be a no brainer, right? Because we go into the office at eight a.m., we see patients, we leave at five p.m., and we're done. Like, right? We should have like those great sort of silos all set up that it should be simple. But somehow it's not all that simple. You still somehow you bring home that difficult patient, or you you know, or you go home and you, you know, work on figuring out a better medical history or, you know, you do all these things because, you know, we don't have time during our work day, like a normal quote unquote, um, you know, worker would be able to research something during their work day. And so we do tend to even bring a lot home, even if you're, even if you are just a traditional, or I don't want to say just, sorry, even if you are a traditional clinical hygienist, you still do tend to bring stuff home. You know, I, one of the reasons why I, I went in part of the reasons why I went into this career because I was like, wow, you know, eight to five, good hours, no weekends. It's what we all did. Wow. (laughs) You're not alone. (laughs) But you do tend to, you can tend to internalize the day or, you know, think about, well, how could I have cared for that patient better or what, what happened or, you know, or coworker or just this is what we do. You know, we, we, we care for patients and, you know, we want them to have the best. And sometimes we internalize that. Absolutely. I always remember what I forgot to put in the notes, patients notes when I'm home. I'm like, crap, I forgot to put that in. (laughs) Well, I have a work computer and it's like, I'll do notes at home. And I said, no, you're not going to do that anymore. No more. No more. All right. Well, what's number five? Number five is knowing to when to leave a toxic environment. Um, I feel like this is important in knowing your your value and your worth. And um, sometimes we choose to stay a little bit too long over convenience and comfort. You know, um, it's important that we are challenged and we we do not stay if we're we're not value or if that culture is toxic or or if we're just not getting what we need. Um, I was in a situation where I felt like I was devalued and I because I wanted to grow, I I allowed my office manager to really 
talk to me, begrade me. And um, I allowed that. And so I, I said, I want to be able to show people and how to treat me. So I, I cannot stay in a toxic work environment. It's, it's too detrimental on your health. Absolutely. And I think we can see, I mean, if you're part of any Facebook groups that have to do with dental hygiene, I mean, you there's a lot of, of really not great environments out there that, that people, you know, they want to know what they should do. Should I stay? Should I go? And I, and I think right. truly, if you were, if you're typing that post, you know, should I stay? Should I go? The answer is probably you should go, which is, which is scary. Change is scary. I mean, cause change means change and, and change means change. And, um, but you know, change can be a really good thing and it can really help you get past that, that burnout feeling that you're feeling, staying in that toxic place where you aren't valued and where you're devalued and belittled is, isn't good for you. No matter, no, no matter how much, you know, that dollar an hour or, or whatever that is, you, you matter. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, um, I, earlier in my career, I worked with a dentist. It was a solo practice, one hygienist, me and one dentist. And, um, I mean, generous, really generous salary. And I was not able to contribute to the patient's treatment plan. He did all the treatment planning. Um, patients was, were new patients scheduled with him, then later scheduled with me. And I would be like, what is this? (laughs) So I ultimately, I, I needed I need it more, you know? And the great thing is, is that there's some hygienists where that would be perfect for, and there's others where it's not perfect for. And I think that's really an important thing about burnout is understanding what you need, what your, what your needs are, what your values are and how you can, um, how you can get what you need, but, but you're not going to get what you need until you figure out what you need. Um, and until you figure out what you need, you're always going to feel a little burnout. Right. You are exactly right. Yeah. So you got to do the work. You got to do the work. You got to do the work. All right. Well, let's review your top five. So number one is connecting with other like-minded dental professionals and join the Empower RDH Facebook group. It's super cool. Number two is lifelong learning. Keep learning. Come on. Not just checking the box, people. Right. Number three, self-care. Take care of yourself because nobody else is going to do it for you. We're not very good as healthcare professionals at taking care of us. (laughs) Number four, work-life balance. And number five, knowing when to leave a toxic work environment. Well, Timika, thank you so much for coming on today and helping us figure out how to avoid or to get past burnout. I think uh, for 2021, this is perfect for everyone. Well, thank you for having me. And I look forward to partnering with you in 2021. Yes. Now, Tamika, how can people reach out to you? They can reach out to me on Instagram at empower, comma, RDH and on Facebook at Empower RDH. Awesome. Well, everybody, you guys should join the group and maybe you can get featured on the Wednesday. Uh, what is it called again? It's Women's Empower Wednesday. Women Empower Wednesday. I got, I was featured one time, so you can do it too. That's right. <laughs> so, everyone, we all know that only four out of five dentists could agree. So if you have something to add to this top five or you have an idea for a whole nother top five, Email me at amandahillrdh at gmail.com and we'll be sure to include your dental top five. Make it a great day. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of your dental top five. Be sure to join us next Thursday to hear more from Amanda. 